Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon... And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we were joined by Sam making Companion Jada, a wannabe archaeologist who's afraid of Pokémon but really wants to travel, so joins up with you to do so. We also made her Pokémon, Axelemba and Axelava. Two fire rock types who were not responsible for any volcanoes erupting, just warn people about it. And this week, we're gonna do a Christmas. It's Christmas! It's Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! We're gonna do some poker Christmas. Well, let's just jump into it by heading over to Experience Share. Experience Share is our segment that we haven't done much that's talking about the story of the game a little bit. So we're doing a little bit of story stuff for Christmas? story moment. Okay. To put a little bit of the Christmas spirit in this game. One of the towns has an outdoor market. Okay. And it's nighttime. Hmm. And it's all lit up. And it's like a festival event. It's a Christmas market. It's a Christmas market. And there's all these stalls and you get to choose gifts to buy. You can buy gifts <laughs> for your companions. Okay, but what makes this an event? What makes this part of the story. It is a date event. Oh! <laughs> Whatever NPC you're dating, mm. you can spend the evening with them. <laughs> I like the idea that you can buy platonic gifts for any NPC that well, you want to sure. give gifts to, but like there is specifically also you choose one to go on a Christmas date with. Okay, so let's let's take a step back. Pokemon's got various market-like events in it. Mm. Like one that really comes to mind for me is the Slateport Market, just in Slateport City and Hoenn. Mm. I don't know why, it just really jumps out to me. It's like a sea town little yeah. market store. Other like market events I can think of in Pokemon, particularly thinking about them as time-based events. I know Gold and Silver, the Johto games in general, had certain sellers who would only be available at certain times. Mm. Possibly just like in Crystal, but certain games would have events where there is a one-day-only sale event mm. on like the rooftop of a department store. Things like that. Time-based events. Yeah, and I think this would definitely incorporate a lot of that. So we've got this story event, but also Christmas obviously is a very specific time-based event in yeah. reality. Yeah. And and so it'd be cool to incorporate that in some way and make this a short-term situation. And doing it mm -hmm. as part of the plot and the story is great yeah. for that. But I also wouldn't want to lock it off from ever being accessible again. Yes, absolutely. The way that I'm imagining this is, like you said, it's only on certain days certain stalls are open and that's where you can get certain items at mm. certain times. It's a particular market, but not everything is there all the time. Okay. But for this in-game event function, mm. for this Christmas-coded festival, yeah. essentially, yeah. everything is open okay. because it's a big event. And just for that event in-game, everything is open you can buy whatever you want you can specifically buy items that are gift items and then the rest of the game outside of that brief event <laughs> Okay. It's sort of in a normal flux state where some things are open, some things aren't, and you have got to check in every day to see what's there. So I'm thinking about Christmas markets as like a very specific thing, not just a general marketplace, but sure, a specific yeah. kind of event. And I'm kind of merging those two concepts. Let's talk a little bit about what a Christmas market is in the real world, what we're drawing on here specifically, yeah. and why we want to put that into Rencher. Italy has loads of Christmas markets. This is a thing that pops up in a lot of places. This yeah. isn't like Italy specific, hmm. but Italy does also have a large number of markets that are always there. Open air markets. Okay. Some pretty famous ones. There's one in particular that I want to reference that has a pig statue out front. It's called the Market of the Little Pig. Okay. Um, and like... <laughs> 
or at least that's a nickname that this particular market has. I think that sure. one's in Florence. There's a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale that is based on that particular market because oh, of really? that pig statue. I think it's a fountain, actually. This particular market has a little bit of lore that goes with it. Yeah, that's and I think that's really charming. Yeah. So maybe our market has a mascot statue out front or something, <laughs> you know? Little LeChonk. Um, <laughs> there is this long history of open air markets mm-hmm. and flux markets where they're not open every day. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Okay. But then also Christmas markets. Yeah. That is basically just a pop-up market. When I hear Christmas market, that's what comes to my mind. Yeah, a pop-up market that is not there full time. Yeah. But very around... much a festival situation. And yeah. Japan also loves a festival market kind Absolutely, of thing. Like yeah. Summer festivals in particular yeah. as well. A pop-up market for an event mm. around the Christmas time. So you can go buy handmade goods and you can get seasonal treats and you can just have a nice time. Sometimes there's like an ice skating rink or rides put up. I feel like Germany does a lot of that kind of thing. And yeah. Like, you hear a lot about Bavarian Christmas markets mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And of course, we've been to one in my hometown, Oxford. Absolutely. That's like such a cherished memory to me. <laughs> I know that sounds really cheesy, but having been there, when I think quintessential Christmassy feelings, yeah. it's that. Like, yeah. I remember getting like hot mold cider. And, yeah, like, they had like a lot of things. They had uh, churros. They had all sorts of hot foods yeah, as well. Yeah, I remember getting some really cute gifts for people. Yeah, all the stalls that were in these like, little pop-up, they looked like sheds. Yeah. Like little wooden pop-up things that they'd been decorated and a variety of artisans, crafters, people mm-hmm. who'd made all sorts of things. As like, well as food and drinks and like everything was all lit up and pretty and cute and there was a merry-go-round, not a merry-go-round, carousel. Yeah, merry-go-round. The free you, it's a merry-go-round, yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing, you've got like, a small little like amusement park-esque nature mm-hmm. to it. Ice skating as well is a very cute, like obviously, especially yeah. if we want to add a romantic element and to this. And that's something I was going to get into a little bit more later. You yeah. definitely go ice skating with whoever it is that you're dating. Uh-huh. But there is a distinction between just general outdoor market and specifically Christmas market. Right. So I'm thinking this is sort of a merge of those two things where okay. there is always an outdoor market but for this festival event there is more added onto it. That's not always there. My idea would have been during the story of the game it is only available for this event mm-hmm. and after that you don't access it throughout the rest of the main game but then it becomes available again in the post game. Okay. I mean that works too. And at that point it could be on a calendar system similar to the Days of the Week although Scarlet and Violet took out the real time clock entirely. Yeah and I'm not sure if that's something we want to bring back or not. Legends Arceus, which also had taken out the real-time clock, still has very specific time-based events. Okay. Evolving Ursa Luna, you can only do when it's a full moon in the sky. Sure, yeah, fair enough. But you can reset the day. You can just take a rest in the game, essentially, and it goes to the next day. Yeah. So I think we can have something like that, where this market shows up. Obviously, it wouldn't be once a calendar year or something like that, but yeah. it could be once a week. Yeah. So like, yeah, you ha- yeah. you'd have to do several days of in-game time. My default reasoning for having it be something that's there all the time mm-hmm. is because I wanted to make sure it was something you could come back to. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Definitely, yes. That's just a different solution. That's just a different way of doing yeah. it. Yeah. And we wouldn't want the area to be completely empty the rest of the time either. That's why I was sort of drawing on that market in Florence that yeah, has yeah. like its specific location. It's been there for a long time. It has specific lore around it. So maybe there's still one or two souls that are still there yeah. the rest of the time and it expands and becomes a big event. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit then about how this is a story event about how we're really incorporating that it feels like it needs to be a plot event as well yeah one way or another you and your party have arrived at this town so I think this event will need to be something that is late in the game realistically mm. partly so that you've had a chance to recruit your companions because yeah. like this is not the main focus of this game so I don't think there's going to be a large number of dating events no but it yeah. feels like such a cutesy Christmassy yeah. thing 
yeah. And Christmas in Japan, home of Pokemon, is such a romantic event yeah. in particular yeah. anyway. Christmas in Japan is like Valentine's Day for us. Yeah. It's specifically a romantic. But also they have Valentine's Day. <laughs> they just love love, man. Valid. <laughs> I guess maybe you arrive at this town and find out this event is going to be taking place very soon. Probably like the next day or two is when it's going mm-hmm. to start. Or maybe maybe you arrive earlier and then it's mentioned and then the plot brings you back to this point. Mm. Or maybe there's something plot-wise you have to do to ensure that the market is able to go. Like maybe something's been stolen or there's Pokemon in the way or there's something going on plot-wise. <laughs> you have to save the Christmas market. <laughs> Saying that has also reminded me of how Sword and Shield had its real-time clock because that was really I guess, the first mm. hint of the real-time clock leaving because that game does have a real-time clock in the wild area yeah. and in the rest of Galar in the post-game. During the game itself, the clock proceeds based on plot events. It does, yeah. You, re- you reach certain points and now it's this time of day for those plot events. So maybe we have something similar to that for our main story. Yeah. I don't hate that system. I kind of like that. Yeah, when you've got specific events going on. It only works when you've got somewhere like the wild area because things like evolutions require certain times of day. Yeah. You would need yeah. an area that you can still control and manipulate the time in some fashion. Yeah. I think the way that our game is set up we would have something like that. Like this is largely open world. Well, but that's the thing the way Legends Arcus and Scarlet Violet have now incorporated that is it's not a separate area that is the wild area it's just the game all flows into itself. We don't need to decide exactly how our in-game clock <laughs> will work right yeah, now. Yeah that's not the biggest thing we're worried about. We could even bring back the seasons that were uh... in only ever seen in Unova. I love seasons! Yeah it's a really cool concept but it's so tricky because they were one month real time seasons which even then it's still a long time if you want to wait for a specific season it is you've got three months off so again if we've got a clock in game that can be manipulated in game yeah have a little like because we're researchers for a museum Mm -hmm. just have a little like I'm gonna go do work for a few weeks and up it's a new season now in my mind I'm imagining you just go to a calendar and just select like a different month essentially sure or just a season because we don't need to keep it to real world months yeah 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 and again throughout the main actual story it will be prescribed what seasons are and I think rather than therefore taking place over a few days like Sword and Shield does it could take place over several months of in-game time. I like that actually. Yeah it can be a slower more progressing story. Okay so we've talked a lot about the clock now let's get back to the Christmas market (laughs) event So it's winter. Yes (laughs) We've established that we'll have seasons and this can be winter. There'll be snow around there'll be ice of course. It's gonna be very cute Yep. The fairy lights. lights. So I think you're in this town and find out this event is coming up. Maybe you're at that earlier in the game or maybe you just arrive and it's going to come up almost Mm -hmm. immediately and then the plot prescribes that you are here for maybe the museum is giving you a task that needs to be done around this time in Mm. this location Yeah. so you're there and you've invited one of your companions or other characters to join you to go and explore the location Yeah. we probably don't use the word date in game Mm. which again many other similar games like certain Persona games don't necessarily refer to events as being dates Yeah. and so you mentioned like someone's attacking the market or something or something's preventing it I'm thinking that we have something come up later in the event. You explore mm. most of the event and then oh no, there's a problem arises. Mm. And we resolve the problem and then we finish off the date. Yeah, and then we go ice skating yeah. at night under the cute lights and mm-hmm. get a little bit close because it's chilly. And I think the nature of Team <laughs> Royal being a simple classic organized crime gang yeah, absolutely. means it makes perfect sense for them to just show up and they're trying to they're doing something. cause problems. Yeah. So you mentioned that the museum sent 
us here to do some kind of work. My brain is trying to figure out why here specifically. Well, maybe it's because you're researching the market. Maybe okay. you've been tasked by Professor Cedar or Professor Spruce. Could be some sort of team up collaborative between yeah. the history and sort art Sort of branch depends of the on which branch you're in. Maybe. Yeah. Or it's both. We need to check out this event for the cultural history of Wrenched. Yeah. It's an important, significant event that only takes place around this time. Yeah. Okay. No, that's perfect. That's great. Yeah. So we need you to check it out with one companion because you can't go around with everyone because it's too small. Yeah. The stalls are much more enclosed than the area normally to is. It's pick like one person yeah. to bring with you. Mm -hmm. And the others can go there too. They can just yeah. go there separately. And then that builds in the specific lore that I was talking about about that particular market in Florence. There's a statue and there's a fairy tale yeah. about it and you're sort of looking into that and so maybe in our version it's a romantic fairy tale. It could be. And it sort of sets this whole scene atmosphere yeah. that you're looking into. So in addition to the stalls and the events which you can do freely you have to go to specific points like a statue at the front to observe and like, yeah, take Yeah, you're like reading that. the plaques and it's telling you a story and you're going to one location to the next yeah. and you're getting the story as it goes and it's a cute little romance thing. You can check out all the markets, you can buy we've got to have some sort of decoration area in the game. Yes. Like old school secret base style but maybe yes. rather than a secret base, maybe it's just your office I was going to say, you have an office yeah. and you can collect things. You can decorate your own decorate office. Decorate your office. With dolls and like. Oh my god, I want this game to be real. <laughs> I want to decorate a cute little Pokemon office. You have. We're I in know. it. <laughs> So you can do that. You can buy those things. And of course, you can buy gifts for your dates. Yeah. Or you can win them prizes at stalls oh, and events yes, and little yes. mini games. It is important to me that you can buy gifts for, for your... the people who aren't with yeah, you. Yeah, for other folks as well. Sure. Although I wonder if maybe actually you can't do that during the in-game event, but you can do if that as part of the post-game. Game, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You have to like pick out things that you think that character would like. Oh, yeah. And then if you give them something they don't like, they have different like dialogue <laughs> options yeah. depending on like how good the gift was yes. for them. I want there to be weights to the fact that you have to make a choice as to who you bring during yes. the story. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, post-game you can get everyone else gifts mm -hmm. as well. And then during the event, Team Royal show up at some point, probably triggered by you checking out the key locations around the mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're stealing that statue from the front. No! <laughs> we know that they're interested in collecting art in some fashion. Yeah. Maybe if it's a Pokemon statue of some kind, yeah. they're interested in yeah, yeah, yeah. taking that with them. How do you steal a fountain statue? Carefully. Well, maybe those are just, they're just some grunts. Like, this is like a oh. low Oh, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. this is a major yeah. operation carried out by them. And they're just like, the boss will love it if we bring him some gold. There could be an admin. <laughs> Maybe it's an admin and a grunt or something. I like an admin. Just yeah. give it a little bit more. Oof. Yeah. Regardless, there's got to be two of them there for a double battle. Yeah. Because obviously you fight them in a double battle with your date. Yes. <laughs> And then I think the ice skating is what you do after that yes. as the climax to the date, that's, the romantic yeah, that's ending. That's the end thing. You're holding hands on the ice. You're getting a little close because it's cold. Yeah. And then like you get a little scene where maybe they're being romantic, maybe they're being blushy, and they start to lean towards each other, and then the camera pans up to the sky, and it's the and next day. And all the day. beautiful stars and the lights. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Obviously, yeah. we don't see a kiss in a Pokemon yeah, no. game. But this writes itself. But we imply it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Important implied kiss. Very major plot details here. We've done plot stuff like twice so far, and half of that now has been to talk about dating one of the companions. It's important to us. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so good. I like this as well as a way to incorporate Christmas into our game without being too direct. And since we're talking about Italian Christmas traditions, mm -hmm. why don't we talk about another one over in Who's That Pokemon? 
Italian Christmas tradition Pokemon? Yes. Labafana. Labafana. What is Labafana, Alex? Labafana is an Italian tradition, similar to Santa Claus. Although they also have Santa. They also have Santa Claus. <laughs> she is someone who comes and gives you gifts. Her particular lore is that she was trying to get to Bethlehem for the birth of Jesus mm. and got lost. <laughs> and she usually shows up like the 6th of January. The Epiphany, which is the day that the wise men mm-hmm. and the shepherds show up at the birth of Jesus. The 12th day of Christmas. Yes. From the song, The yeah. 12 Days of yeah. Christmas. Yeah, and is that January 6th? Did yeah. I get that date right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And the lore is that she got lost going to Bethlehem. <laughs> and so now she stops at every house hoping that it's the right one. <laughs> and she flies around on a broom. She's a witch type. Yeah. Flies around on a broom. No, we don't have a witch type. <laughs> we'll have to change that. Yeah. She flies around on a broom going house to house mm. and she leaves presents. Unless you've been naughty and then she mm. leaves coal. Yeah. Classic. Very similar to Santa Claus but has a specific yeah. slightly different lore. And is a witch. And is a witch. Ugh. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Cool. Pokemon um, has done witches before with things like Miss Magius and Miss Drivus in particular. Yeah. Very I've also think, I was also thinking about Hatren. Yeah, the Hatterene line. Yeah. So how humanoid a figure do we want this to be? I am thinking a similar vein to Miss Magius where it is like clearly this is kind of human yeah but in a very abstract way yeah large round head yeah I like the idea of a kind of roundish body a larger rounder body yeah. I don't know does that feel right I was also probably? kind of thinking about like doing the body is a broom in kind of a stylized sure way. yeah I'm kind of picturing like you said round head mm-hmm. on top and then just the brush part of the broom okay like the bottom part that's kind of that upside down U shape where all the, okay, the like, sure. bristles all stick the, out the, the, the head of the broom yeah the head as, of the broom as the you. body yeah so our head's kind of like a little like mini broom handle partly that feels more similar to Miss Magius mm. and Miss Magius is kind of somewhat formless really just a head with the body dangling below it sure and doesn't incorporate enough of the interesting shapes we could get by having more of the broom in there okay Let's start with the design of the broom. Okay. And then build up a semi-witchy element on top of that. Okay. Are you thinking broom horizontal? Broom yeah. Upright? I'm thinking broom like classic picturing a witch's broom flying through okay. the air. Okay. Picture again how you would often see a witch flying. It might be like hugging close to the handle of the broom. Okay. Sometimes you see it more standing upright. Yeah. But for our purposes, hugging kind of close to the handle of the broom means okay. you can kind of merge the broom handle with some element of a body. Okay. In some fashion, maybe? Sure. And then you just got a couple of limbs coming off that can be giving out gifts. Yeah. And then a head at the top of that. So like you've got the shape of the body of the broom and then the head of the witch almost sticking up off the end with the body of the broom being larger, perhaps. I have a gift for you. <laughs> okay, so you've just drawn me a picture to look at, which <laughs> looking at it, it's almost mermaid-like. It is a little. I love the little touch that you've given of the body of the broom being flexible. I like that idea. Yeah. Well, it's a living creature. I know. But it's, and I do think it's that not the necessarily is, how I'd picture that. Yeah, I think the broom is part of it. Yeah. It's essentially, the whole body of this Pokemon is the broom. And yeah. The head is, yeah. And she does move at sort of more of a horizontal. Yeah. But also, action. that gives it more of a human like appearance, almost like a dress where the head yeah. of the broom is. Yeah. Comes and that's at the kind end. of what I was going for originally. Yeah. So, like, just kind of elongating that out a bit. Yeah. And, like, we can play around with the shapes a little bit more as well. Like, maybe the brush of the broom is a bit longer relative to the handle mm. because, again, it's all fictitious. Yeah. Shapes yeah, yeah. And anyway. Yeah, we want to sort of stretch and pull shapes yeah. so that it gives the idea of this yeah. without being that directly. We can potentially show her reaching into the brush to pull out objects like that's, gifts and things. That's fun. I like yeah. that. So we can give her Deadly Bird unique move of present. Oh, Not absolutely. that you would ever want to use it, of course, because it's <laughs> terrible. But she can have it. Yeah. And some other unique elements like that. Okay, what kind of face are we picturing here? I don't know. 
I feel like this is really the third Pokemon that is very distinctly, definitively, this is a witch in some fashion. Yes. Hatterene and Miss Magius really played in that space a lot. Yeah. We wanted to make it stand out from those. And I think the body shape we've already given it does that a lot. Yeah. Think about their faces. Hatterene and Miss Magius have very flat faces. They've got their rounded eyes. Mm-hmm. It's very flat. So I'm thinking about the nose. And like many portrayals of witches typically have a very large pointed nose in some fashion, sometimes warty. I wonder if there's a way to play in that kind of space. That Without could being overtly anti-Semitic. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> One that comes to mind is to make it animalistic. It could be like a beak. Ooh. It could be it could be more bird-like. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a bird. What are your thoughts on a nose? I like the idea of just something in the middle of the face sticking out. Yes, yes. Beak is interesting because this would be a flying sort of thing. In some fashion, it flies through the air, certainly. We can lean into bird qualities like Delibird did. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's the thing. But Delibird, again, is already a bird in that Christmas mascot kind of space. That's true. And I don't think I want this to be a bird itself. Because mm, I was thinking like end of the broom you could swap for feathers. Yeah. For, like a feathery look. I want to keep this more of a less distinct creature as is easy to do with fake mon. Yeah. We do fall into a bit of making things too much like real animals. I want this yeah. to be a very fantastical creature. Something you look at and if you don't know what the origin is you're like what am I looking at here? Yeah. That's why Frostlass was also one that I mentioned. Yeah. Because like I was looking at the design of that recently and the way that her arms are mm-hmm. are so cool. Very much based on a specific yokai. Yeah. Yuki Ona, I want to say. That sounds right. Yuki is definitely snow. Yeah. I think Yuki Ona. It's like I'm looking sort of at reference images for Bafana. I found one in particular that has less of that hooked nose shape. Mm-hmm. It has more of this sort of long, pointy, upturned nose that mm. looks a little bit more like impish. A little bit more fairy type Pokemon vibes. <laughs> Just talking about long pointed nose as well. It really makes me think about Nuzleaf and Shiftry. Yeah. But they're very... It could just be a full-on cone jutting out from the face. Not, yeah. not curving in any direction. One aspect I would like to really include is maybe it's just in the face in general or specifically on the nose. I don't know. But just making her a bit warty. <laughs> just little bumps. Yeah. Kind of That's misshapen. more of a indication of age, yeah. I think, than anything. And like, she's an old lady. She's I just feel like that, that, that feels... That, to me, feels charming. Especially as we're portraying her as a very positive, happy character. Yes. Ooh, I, speaking of that, mm. um, some of the images that I was finding of Labafana. Yeah. Uh, she's got these like really exaggerated, pronounced. yeah, really pronounced cheeks that are just like really round. Mm-hmm. like And rosy red. Yes. And I find that very charming. Large pronounced rosy red cheeks with a big smile between them. Yeah. And some kind of pronounced nose. Mm. Maybe we mix those cheeks with a long pointed, not curved or hooked yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, a long and thin nose, I think. Yeah, long okay. and thin. Again, quite like Shiftry or Nuzleaf. Yeah. But with warts. Okay. Look, <laughs> they they feel cute to me. It's <laughs> non-symmetrical, like taking out an element of symmetry to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What colours do we want to use? The broom body, I feel like we stick with a classic brown for the most part. We've probably drawn a lot of warm tones because of that. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like definitely a warmer brown. Yeah. With the brush part being a bit more yellow, straw-like. Mm, yeah. Weirdly enough, I'm getting reds and oranges. Yeah. Orange really, yeah, in particular, striking me. Like a brighter orange yeah. leaning towards red, like... Mm, mm-hmm. What's the phrase? There's a particular shade I'm trying to think of the name of burnt something. Oh, like a burnt umber. No, it's no. something else. Burnt orange. Blood orange? Blood orange? Yeah, blood orange is a, a redder orange. Yeah, like a blood orange kind of shade for the skin tone here. Yeah. 
but yeah, warm reds and browns throughout. I think maybe some like pink accents as well. Yeah. Although, does it need to be a little bit lighter so that those rosy red cheeks would stand out? Probably. Okay. So a bit of a brighter orange for the bulk of the skin so that we've got pronounced rosy red cheeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cute. Hat? Of course, there is some kind of hat. Yes. And are you asking the color or like what? Like, how is it? We don't want to just like slap a hat on Mm. this creature. Like, the hat is part of it. I'm thinking maybe like hair kind of whooshed up into a hat shape. So, again, from like speeding around through the air. This is something we can very much draw on the similarities with Miss Magius and Hatherine, yeah. which also have hats incorporated as part of their design. Yeah. Miss Magius. See, Miss Magius is a weird one because it's just a ghost type that is witch. So, like, yeah. it, it's an organic part of the body, but it's also just there. Yeah. And I think we can basically do that. Something like that. Yeah. I'm thinking as well about how Befano is an older character. And I feel like she's typically portrayed as being a bit more disheveled almost. Mm. So, what if the hat's almost like maybe it's a little crooked, like the end is bent a little okay. bit? It almost could look patchy. <laughs> Adding an element of age to this. Yeah. This Pokemon's going to be able to hang out with Drampa when we're done. Yes. <laughs> Just a couple of old Pokemon. We've got... <laughs> yeah. And we're throwing out, like, a lot of details. Yeah. But I do want this to be fairly streamlined and more simple. Like, we're saying a lot of specific things, but mm. I don't want that to make it sound like it is, like, an extremely complex design. Oh, no, I don't I'm, think so at all. I'm in a similar vein of, like, Miss yeah. Magius. Yeah. Or... It's just got a few details here like, and there. Frostlass. Yeah. Yeah. What types do you want to go with here? Now, obviously... <laughs> In some fashion, this is a Pokemon that moves through the air. Mm. Is it a flying type? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It could be that we give it levitated ability instead. Absolutely. Or it could be a non-bird flying type. It could be wind type could be wind. Again, we wanted to have levitate at that point, and I don't want too many wind types to just be other kinds of floaty things. That's fair. The fact that it flies I think it's very important to the design. Like, we've built this so that it doesn't yeah. even have a convenient way to land, necessarily. Yeah. I think it needs to have some kind of etherealness. Mm-hmm. Whether oh, that yeah. be fairy type, ghost type. Even dark type even could work. Even dark type could work. I don't know if that's quite right, because again, no, we want this to be a very cheerful, jolly... Yeah. We don't want to tread the same ground that other witch Pokemon have already done. It's true. Another aspect, to incorporate its Christmas nature, ice. Ice type is interesting. Mm-hmm. Could definitely throw in some of those elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the various witchy, magical feeling types, fairy feels the one that's most fitting to me. Yeah. Either we go fairy flying, or we go fairy ice with levitate. I think fairy ice is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That uh, Alolan Ninetales typing. Ooh. Love that. So, of course, we just have to name it. Befella. Oh. Befella. Befala? I was trying to take the la from La Befana. Okay. And then put it in there as la, like, la, 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 <laughs> la, And trying to merge those into, like, Befala. Befala. Befala, la, la, la. <laughs> What is it the... could be Befalala. Befalala. <laughs> Befalala la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. She's jolly. That's one nature she could have. She could. <laughs> she could be adamant. She could be modest. She could be naughty. <laughs> no, she can't be naughty. Then she'd have to give herself coal. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> So today, we have created the Wrenchen Christmas Festival, to be named probably after the location it's set in. We'll yeah. talk about that when we talk about the location. Mm-hmm. But a Christmas festival that will be an event you can take part in during the game, and only once during the story. Oh, you can explore it again in the post-game, where you get to take one of your companions, or other characters, whomever so it is, on a Christmas date. <laughs> and you get to go ice skating! And you get to go ice skating! You get to go a gift, and you get some treats. We also made a Pokemon! The follow, 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 
Befalala. <laughs> Is this book went too much of a tongue twister? Befalala. Befalala. Based on the Italian traditional character Myth. figure of La Befana. A witch who delivers candy and presents to good children on the epiphany, or leading up to it, but coal and bad candy to the other children. <laughs> bad candy. That's what it says. <laughs> if you're naughty, right. you'll get Twizzlers. <laughs> You'll get Bounty! <laughs> a fairy ice type that levitates and flies and is cute. Yeah! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> so thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows in the network such as... Cult Classics. Green Mountain Mysteries. And Home Viewing. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu. P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. Or if you'd prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com but until next time gotta gotta make them all Pocket Podcast Network quality programming right to your pocket Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Hop Hip New Year.